1: understand more about your sex life or maybe lack of sex life? How does it relate to personal and mental health? Welcome to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio with Jenny Friend, MFT. We'll discuss the topics that you've been asking about and there's absolutely no need to be shy. Now here's your host, Jenny Friend.
2: Good Monday morning. Welcome to this first episode of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio on Voice America's health and wellness channel. Not only is this a new program, I am a new host to Voice America and hosting this kind of a weekly program is not something that I've done before, but I've done lots of other things which I'll tell you all about later on. And all this stuff has made people think, well, gee, she could do this too, and this could be an interesting thing. So here I am doing it, and I'll tell you all about me more. But first, I want to tell you about Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. The goal here at Hot and Healthy Sex Radio is to highlight the, the health benefits of sexuality. Now we still have a pretty sex negative environment, society. So there's not a lot of accurate biological, social, and sociological information out there for people to try to kind of put together to understand their sexuality and why they react this way to one person, that way to another person. Why as much as they love their husband, they can't seem to get interested in him or vice versa. Or, why he can't stop being all over her. So all of these are reasons to understand why we can have and how we can have hot and healthy sexuality. Um, So we want to deliver accurate biological, social, and psychological information and that will help us to get a clearer understanding of how you as an individual, we as individuals have developed our realm and adjust them if we want to. And that's the beauty about offering this kind of stuff. We'll offer accurate information, multiple sides of many of the issues that you've been hearing about out there and that you want to be, you want to know more about, this is the place to find out about it. Um, So to do that, I will be spending the next 12 weeks talking to experts in the fields of all the kinds of issues that we'll be addressing this first quarter. There's many more issues, of course, and those will be taken as we can throughout the life of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. So in order to start understanding this kind of stuff, we need to build a firm foundation of information. A firm foundation gives a solid base for any kind of a structure that we build on top of it, including our beliefs and reactions to our sexuality and to sex. So given this good foundation that we need to have... Dr. Cindy and I have uh, developed a first session for you, a first uh, episode for you, where we're going to lay that foundation, and we're going to talk about the essential biological structure, sociological interactions at an approximate time frame in our society in the U.S., And give some generalizations that you can uh, extend to yourself or not as you are a reflective person or not. And so we're going to set that foundation today. And then over the next 12 weeks, as I told you, we're going to be talking about a variety of things, including sex and the brain, um, normal sexual behavior, erotic travel, sex and pain touch and massage, sexual uh, supports and aids, adult toys, um, lotions and potions, and sexy foods. Now, when I started talking about this radio show for the first time, I had lots of people saying, do you really think you need to start with the basics? Don't you think people understand where their sex organs are? how they work and what to do with them and i wanted to demonstrate people's ignorance by asking them two simple questions and everybody has gotten them wrong so we're going to ask one of those questions at the end of the show today and if you pay close attention to what we talk about today You'll be able to answer that question and that, and give us a call in and let us know that the message of today, the basics of what we want to talk about, are something you've gotten a new perspective on. Oh, and Dr. Cindy, I haven't told you about her yet. You'll be able to meet her in a few minutes. Um, She'll be back several times over the next 12 weeks to kind of keep me grounded in the physical, the biological, because I tend to go off on the psychological, social pathways, which you may have already noticed social psychology being my field. She is going to keep me grounded in the physical. And when she's not here, there's going to be a special guest, at least one, who's going to talk about the subject that we are interested in for that day. So, who is Jenny Friend? I've been a researcher, teacher, and therapist in the field of sexuality for over 20 years. My background in training is a series of master's degrees in several ma- from several major universities with an intensive focus in my research and education in the social, developmental and personality aspe- aspects of sexuality. I've also had extensive training and experiencing with NMSC workshops, both giving and taking them throughout the years and across the country, and planning and producing major educational programs with, <coughs> excuse me, with many, uh, con- with many courses going on at the same time throughout a several days of workshops and seminars. I've been a guest on radio and television shows, including Geraldo Donahue and Sally, uh, Sally Jesse Raphael, if any of you remember any of those people. And as a professional presenter, I have spoken to all ages in small intimate groups and large auditorium offices. For the past 10 years, I have been a marriage and family therapist and certified sex therapist in private practice in Costa Mesa, California. And as a sex therapist, I'm constantly up and grading my education and personal understanding so that I can help people deal with their everyday issues in their personal life as well as their sex lives and how those two, and how those two interact. I've also produced two educational CDs, Please Sing Your Mouth with Your Man, A Lady's How-To Guide, and Stop in the Name of Love a um it, <clears throat> excuse me stop in the name of love ejaculatory control for life both are available on my website www.centerforclarity.com and uh um, the goal is for information look it up there and So before you go, before we go on commercial break, which is coming up really quick, let's get to Dr. Cindy and let, let her introduce herself because I'm sure she knows more about her than I do. Hey, Dr. Cindy.
3: Good morning, Jenny. I'm so excited for your show. (laughs) I've always, uh, dreamed about having my own sex line and here it is. But not that kind of sex line. Well, I just want to say a little bit about um, myself and clarify to the audience exactly what I, what kind of doctor I am. <laughs> um, I am what's called a, a naturopathic doctor. And as a naturopathic doctor, we are primary care doctors. But our focus is more on natural therapies. So as a naturopathic doctor, we kind of have um, this root philosophy where we try to get to the root cause of disease. What a concept, right? <laughs> that you can come into a doctor and get a whole experience, get an experience where you take into account the emotional aspect of your life, your childhood history, what kind of diseases you had. Um, and then we go into your environment. What kind of toxins are you around? And by doing that, we're doing a full investigation of your body and how you interact with your environment. So as an naturopathic doctor, because we are primary care doctors, we can prescribe drugs. We can uh, treat disease. We can diagnose disease. We order lab tests. But the idea is that we... Want to use natural therapies. So, how I got into all this, um, my specialty is women's health, and I really have a love for understanding of hormones, our endocrinology system and how that really plays into our brain and and our libido and our health and our sex life. So what we really want to and why I wanted to be part of this show is to help people understand that there is a huge connection between our mind and our health, as as Jenny understands also. So I hope that we can convey this to our audience, and I'm excited to do it. And I think we will be going to a commercial break now, so I will let the commercial come in, and then we'll come back and, and get started on our uh, physical grounding and our physical uh, network into how we are going into health and sexuality.
4: Look at today's health, Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Jenny Friend invites you to check out her website for more information about her programs and sessions, which can be conducted in person, by phone, and via Skype. Visit www.centerforclarity.org or call 714-210-9200. Jenny's office is located in Costa Mesa, California. Stop in if you're in the area or connect with Jenny on Skype at Jenny Friend MFT. Jenny is here to help you. Visit www.centerforclarity.org.
0: Your life,
4: your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You're listening to Hot & Healthy Sex Radio with host Jenny Friend. If you have a question or comment about our program, we invite you to call into the show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to MFT at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio.
2: Welcome back. So great, Dr. Cindy. Let's get down to it. Oh, knowing double and Todd, meant there. <laughs> we called this first episode Opening the Box of Hot and Healthy Sex because an easy way to think about our sexual behavior, like any behavior, is to think of it as something that comes out of a box. And inside this box are all of our thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, experiences, learning, etc., 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 as well as our physical functioning, and how our health is. So everything that is about us individually is a part of this box. So if we can understand as much of the stuff as possible that's in that box, we can work with our behavior more easily. We can come into it from different angles, just like running a program. You can do uh, alt, control, delete, or you can, you know, there are many ways to do the same kind of, accomplish the same kind of thing. And so if we understand the world, the box, all, all some of the things, some of the major things that are in that box, then we can help adjust that. So this is what we are looking for we're feeding in some of those things and if you have a question or comment don't forget to call or uh, email me I'll answer those in the next question in the next show as appropriate but for now I'm gonna have to turn it over to dr. Cindy because even though we're starting to realize that there's some learning in the fetal stage of development everything really still starts with an agonist sperm. So let's fast forward a little bit here, Dr. Cindy, and let's start talking about where fetal development actually starts getting interesting in relationship to our sexuality. We can skip some of that first part.
3: Yeah, and I I just want to do a little disclaimer here that um, what we're going to talk about is we're not giving any medical or psychological advice but what this is offering is, is a guideline um, and a, a perspective of both Jenny and myself uh Dr. Preston and and what we're talking about is more just the bell curve the generalities um, that we see in in America culture so so yeah the field development that's i guess that's <laughs> that's our first box um and Ironically, we all start out as female. Isn't that great? <laughs> and what happens is um, at about nine weeks gestation, so um, nine weeks into the pregnancy, if we have what's called the XY chromosome, and that's the genetic uh, features that make us male, um What will happen is these girls will turn into boys. If we have the XX chromosome, we stay girls. And what this means is without a surge of the male hormone testosterone, we remain female. And with that surge of testosterone, we will then become male. So it's it's fascinating the things that happen. We, you know, there's still a lot that we don't understand. Um, there's many different surges at this time, hormone surges, and the brain is really fastly dividing this this first trimester of pregnancy, these first three months. Um, and so hormones have an effect on this brain because of the surges that are happening, and combined with the brain development, um, and this right. is the second. Around the second trimester, we actually see those connections being laid in the brain. Um, so it's it's still growing, but more of those connections are being made. So those connections are being made from our surroundings. We're starting to sense our environment. Um, this is where our fine hairs called lanugo start forming on our body. So we can sense the fluid in, in the uterus and the placenta. Um, we can start sensing sound and actually by the third trimester we our baby may begin dreaming um, we actually know that uh, male babies in the third trimester can actually start having erections um, so these testosterone these estrogen surges definitely play a huge role in in our brain and physical development at this time and then there's genetics and hereditary um, parts they play um, a role in in the fetus brain as the fetus grows, it can inherit brain dysfunctions or impaired cell function, um, leading to any kind of mental disorders. Um, this is determined by oftentimes by maternal stress. Uh, the mother um, stress that she's exposed to raises blood pressure, and we now know that affects the heartbeat. It can actually affect the Fetus growing in there, and so stress has a role in in our hormone surges that way. So, you know, we look at ADD, for example, um, and how it's connected with low oxygenation. If the mother's blood pressure goes up, that's less oxygen and less nutrients um, to that developing brain. Isn't that interesting?
2: It is very interesting Dr
3: right, so we see you know this stress we see this emotional characteristic can really have a develop uh an effect on the developing fetus um, the really the big part where we actually see it as uh, when it comes to fruition is um delivery, so we know that babies um that are born via a C-section, meaning it wasn't a vaginal birth. They had to be surgically uh, removed, for lack of a better term. Um, but what they know is if that baby can still go straight to the breast of the mother, um, we know that that can also affect hormones. We know that it's very essential um, to start that bonding and start getting those hormones going in both the mother and the child. Um, this hormone we may know as, um, oxytocin.
2: Yeah, and oxytocin makes a big connection between the parents and we want to move a little, a little further along with the fetal development. We know that as Dr. Cindy said, this foundation gets laid in the physical and the brain starts developing. We start sensing things. Dr. Cindy was saying the, we sense the fluids of the uh, uterus the uh, and we so we start getting stimulated and that starts laying down a central foundation that will aid us or inhibit us as we start growing older and then of course we have birth and right, during birth we have all kinds of traumatic things that they talk that there's the possibility of the baby experiencing and the, as Dr. Cindy said, the nursing is uh, important, the connection, we have bonding during that first uh, trimester of infancy, and during that time period, The social development is really intense as children's body, as they become used to moving their bodies, connecting with other people. At that point in time, they don't discriminate between the two until they get a little bit older and go into a toddler stage. Now, that's really the stage, Dr. Cindy, when the toddlers, when they're, uh, when we start having a little bit of a change in the physical aspects of the child uh don't we as they head for puberty
3: yeah this I mean this is a very essential phase um definitely as a nature path in in really sending the getting the right nutrients, getting the right building blocks I mean this is the accelerated growth period that we see in both the brain um and physically um they found that one year old brains is more like the brain of a an adult than the brain of a of a newborn, so we know that that first year of life is really essential, and without getting too much into brain development, uh, other things that are really developing this is where toddlers are starting to understand coordination um, This is an important phase for muscle development um They start experiencing rapid development and more of the smaller muscles. So they're they're learning how to handle tools or start a musical instrument. This is why it's really you know essential for allowing play, right? Um, Not just neurologically, but also for muscle development, Um, dental development. This is an essential time. This is why we really sometimes too much we put milk and getting calcium in for for dental development. Um, but it's important to understand that we can get calcium from other sources other than milk. You know, dark greens, increasing our vitamin D, which helps absorb calcium from our and, foods, and then vision. Um, a child's vision will reach full ma- maturity um, by about four or five. So,
2: and speaking of vision, that. that brings us into the area of the way that people see their world at this stage in their development toddlers are learning to interact with other people it's the first time they're going into the school setting they uh, you know now we're moving them into school in preschool Um, so they're moving into school very young they start having this kind of interactions with other toddlers with uh, more adults, they expanding their horizon in the society and the way that affects our sexuality later on has more to do with what we learn about, what we start learning about our bodies during that time frame and how we learn to interact with other people. We're building the very foundation of our social interaction and therefore our psychological interaction and our sexual intimate interaction during this time frame. And so as we move up into that and we head for our commercial break, which will be coming up here in a few minutes, I would like to just point out that this time period, as we move toward adolescence, there's a lot of extension of the muscles. Isn't there Dr. Cindy, isn't this where Boys and girls tend to be about the same size, but start differentiating a little. Or is that not till puberty?
3: And, yeah, it's usually closer to puberty where we start seeing, um, you know, the hormones starting to come back to life in the body, if you will. So yeah, usually later adolescence we start seeing the physical changes um, that come around, and and that's dependent on. On your body weight, actually, dependent on diet and nutrition status, and it, you know, sometimes we overlook this, but it's really essential. And so, we can see, for example, in females, menstruation cycling has started to come a lot earlier in this society. Um, so, I think it's important for us to touch on on why that happens. And it looks like we'll get back to that. We'll start. Going into that when we get back from our commercial break.
2: Perfect. Let's go.
4: Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Ready for a revolution in diet and health? Confused about what to eat and how to prioritize your health concerns? Let's turn conventional wisdom on its head and rethink the old rules. Good health means real food, sound sleep, great supplements, and the right exercise. Join holistic nutritionist Beverly Meyer for the Primal Diet Modern Health Show. She'll help you rewrite your human owner's manual. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Jenny Friend invites you to check out her website for more information about her programs and sessions, which can be conducted in person, by phone, and via Skype. Visit www.centerforclarity.org or call 714-210-9200. Jenny's office is located in Costa Mesa, California. Stop in if you're in the area or connect with Jenny on Skype at JennyFriendMFT. Jenny is here to help you. Visit www.CenterForClarity.org.
0: A child's readiness to learn is sometimes affected by sensory integration disorders or developmental delays. Occupational therapy interventions can help children and adults diagnosed with these challenges to move ahead at home and at school, in their work, and in their play. Tune in to Focus Point Review with host occupational therapist Maureen Palmer, Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. You will hear how the lives of children and adults have been changed through the effective use of life-changing interventions.
4: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Listening to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio with host Jenny Friend. If you have a question or comment about our program, we invite you to call into the show at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to Jenny Friend, MFT, at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio.
2: Welcome back. And we've been talking to Dr. Cynthia Preston, and she has just started us into the fascinating stage of adolescent development. Oh, yeah. We
3: all sex... remember that. <laughs>
2: and this is a time where sex really gets important to us, isn't it?
3: Oh, yeah. This is where things start happening to our body that we just don't understand, but it, it's a, it's an important set. Um, it's important age. Uh, it's, as I was saying before, with, with females, this is where we um, begin changes in our body. In, in women, it's usually, um, in both males and females, it's the presence of, of hair. That's usually what comes first. Uh, for both male and female, and then in the females, of course, we have the beginning of our menstrual cycle. We have bleeding. In the male, we have the deepening of the voice. Um, we have the descension of of the gonads. Um, males may even experience what's called nocturnal emissions, um, where or wet dreams, as we know them, um, where they have experience in in. in with their penis and it growing in size and length and actually having ejaculations, and so most of the time with the onset of puberty, these young um, young teens often the question of you know when are they actually fertile? It's usually a year or two after these changes start happening that they can actually become fertile. And, and actually, be reproductive in in what these were actually for. So, the cycle is really essential in in maintaining a lot of health, especially for the woman. We have our estrogen, progesterone hormones, and and those are in a state of flux every month. Um, and it's not till that. That flux will. If those of us that have children will understand that that flux can go on for an indefinite an amount of time. But as the body starts to stabilize, as it gets ready for for reproduction, these are the changes that we start to see.
2: And those changes make a big difference in our social lives. We start becoming uncomfortable with our bodies. We don't understand what's going on. We feel confused. for feeling these attractions to each other that we haven't experienced before. And we typically don't have anybody to talk about it, except maybe our peers who don't know any more than us. So this is a really important time when we start learning about sex, sexuality, and our bodies which are now in a state of flux, and as women, well, as men too, less, less so, we'll let Dr. Cindy talk about that, but our bodies, which are starting a change period that goes on for the rest of our lives um, in many ways. So this is, in this period, there's a lot going on sociologically. We are becoming more, uh, we're starting to interact with our peers more to be able to understand, to develop social networks. We have uh, become more intimate in our connection with each other, and if we're lucky enough to learn about sexuality from somebody who knows things, we can have a nice, easy transition into our sexuality. In this society, that's not the typical situation. Um, we have a, a grand a glamorization of sexuality in commercials and that kind of thing, so we get a confused message many times from the way our society Uh, glorifies it and talks about it from a male perspective and our moral standings which are not in compliance with that. So we get this, a lot of confusion going on and as young people with not a lot of experience in the world, we have to work it out. So as we go through this stage, we go through our trials and errors with our dating, with our attraction, with our moving through the sexual learning aspect, typically starting with kissing and then like petting and then deeper fondling. And eventually we get to marriage, to intercourse often with marriage or not. However, we are often at this stage, Now, in our society, because of the demands of education, higher education, to get into jobs and to move into a career, we as women are delaying our childbearing years so that we can go to college and establish routines. And so oftentimes that means that we delay our bonding for a a partner, Until our late twenties, early thirties. Now during this period, even though we are developing socially and we're starting to understand, we think, more about the world around us and how our sexuality works and we, we start getting more deeply involved in that, the delaying of our educate, the delaying of our childbearing years because of the social structure has a great bearing on many things in our bodies. As Dr. Cindy was telling us, our bodies were growing through adolescence. We're just starting to get to the height of our productivity as we are moving out of adolescence. And then what happens, Dr. Cindy, we get into adulthood and we're still in school and not having families.
3: And yeah, so just... yeah, so this is a I mean a really good point. Um it, as, you know, especially as a woman, we this stress has a the stress of, you know, thinking about settling down or, you know, having kids and getting the job, um it's it's a stress on our body and actually affects hormones like our cortisol, our fight or flight hormone and and insulin. These these have a physical effect in our body and you know, the longer that we we delay and go beyond um, our optimal pregnancy reproductive years um, can be detrimental um, medically. We are considered geriatric, reproductively, over the age of twenty-eight. Um, you know, birthing is a is a process that is you know was. And it may be designed to start early because chances of miscarriage are 50, 60 percent. So by starting earlier, we can increase our risk of, or increase our chances, right, of having a, a viable pregnancy. Um, but this is it's why our 20s are the best time because this is when our hormones are at their highest peak. Nutritionally, you know, we've kind of stopped growing and we can harvest all our fat and our food. Um, to be used nutritionally to, you know, raise and rear a family. Um, This is pregnancy breastfeeding. We are aware of the health benefits of that. Um, We actually know that after or before the age of 20, if we do become pregnant, um, we turn off a lot of cancer-causing genes. So after the age of 20, we're less likely to turn off those cancer-causing genes. Pregnancy in itself, breastfeeding, um, increases both our estrogen and progesterone hormones. But we know that when these both increase more progesterone, um, we're having less cycles. So we're exposed to... And that to... ages us,
2: doesn't it, Dr. Cindy? That ages us physiologically, moves us into our uh, older adulthood or mid-adulthood um, right. as we move out of our our young childhood, and we now are having children in those later years. So we're still raising children at the time when our parents were retiring <laughs> right, and exactly. we're still, we're still having children and raising children. And as far as our sexuality goes, if we haven't explored before marriage, we've been so focused on education and that kind of thing. We can have, we are now, we had a long pause for children and now we look at each other and we go, who are you and how do we connect with each other? And and we're only in our mid to late adults. We have children coming back into the nest now. It's changing the whole social structure. And it changes the way that we learn about sexuality. It changes the way that we live our sexuality. It becomes as we move across the life cycle, we we can't depend upon our hormones as, as women or as men for that matter, but women specifically, we can't depend upon our hormones to keep us interested in the whole life cycle because it's just the life cycle is just so off. (laughs) Socially as it is biologically. So we have to start thinking about if we want to stay sexually active up into our retirement years and when we're in, when we're in menopause and we don't have all those hormones helping us go for it, then we want to over our life cycle build the psychological, the intellectual foundation that helps us support our body to maintain our interest in sexuality. The uh, nursing and those kinds of activities were things that previously helped us to keep those kinds of act- those kinds of neurological pathways open because of the stimulation and the way that those pathways continued to function. Um, with being touched and and all of the kind of stuff that we used to do in our families that we often don't do now because of the way that the family is fragmented with the kids becoming older um, and us becoming older faster. So we're going to wrap this up and we're going to just say we know that our natural ending tends to be death and we as far as we know our sexuality is not affected by that and the most of the social psychological effects are on the people who are left behind which is important of course however that's not part of building a hot and healthy sex life and so we'll leave that question for another show on somebody else's show and we are going to look at wrapping up our show here today with our sex organ question of the week. And we're going to give that sex org tell a little more about it. Um, these, we've talked a lot about the sex organs and the development today. So I'd just like to quickly say that we answered the question. Did you hear it? The sex organ of the week is the biggest organ we have. What's the biggest sex organ? Call in. Send me an email. Us an email. And we will chat more about that and your answers and what's coming up for the rest of our season when we get back from our commercial break. Dr. Cindy, do you want to say anything before we check out?
3: I just want to say this has been a a pleasure, and uh, there's just so much to say and so little time, but I hope you'll stay with us for the next 12 weeks and really expand your mind, and I look forward to working with you and, and being on this show. So thanks, Jenny.
2: Thank you, Dr. Cindy. I'm so glad that you're going to be able to keep me anchored, but I'm a little concerned that I'm the one that's going to have to keep you I think anchored. it's the opposite. I do. <laughs> so it looks like we live We live and are. grow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, working great. Looks like we're on timeout.
4: Your life, your health, your network. Voice
0: America Health & Wellness. Get the latest information in health and wellness when you tune into On the Radio with Dr. Ray. Each week, you'll find out the latest and greatest from both traditional and holistic perspectives. Your host, Dr. Robert Ray, better known as Dr. 90210, is the best-known and most sought-after plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills dr ray with his co-host natalie day will help you get the dream body you've always wanted through diet and exercise not surgery and medicine on the radio with dr ray airs live thursdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on voice america variety
1: jenny friend invites you to check out her website for more information about her programs and sessions which can be conducted in person by phone and via skype Visit www.centerforclarity.org or call 714 210 Jenny's office is located in Costa Mesa, California. Stop in if you're in the area or connect with Jenny on Skype at JennyFriendMFT. Jenny is here to help you. Visit www.centerforclarity.org.
4: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness
1: you're listening to hot and healthy sex radio with host jenny friend if you have a question or comment about our program we invite you to call into the show at 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email, please send it to Jenny Friend, MFT at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio.
2: Welcome back. You all heard the sex organ question of the week. Let me remind you. What is the biggest sex organ? So call in. Give us, uh, give us an email. The email I won't be able to read till next week, but give us an email. Call us in. Tell us about your experiences with what you heard on the show today. Comments, questions. Answer to the sex question, sex organ question of the week. As we said, it's the biggest organ, sex organ of the body. It's not usually thought about as a sex organ, which is one of the reasons why people always get it wrong. But it's a sex organ. And it's a sex organ because every cell in it, unlike many of the cells in many of our organs, has the ability to experience sensation. But Dr. Cindy should be telling you about that.
3: <laughs> this, because of the ability to interpret sensation, um, this is where we can sense vibration. Uh, vibrations that connect directly to our central nervous system. This is where we can feel, right? This is where we can feel movement of substances like water, air, touch. This is... When we first came into the world, what was the first thing that we had to connect to people, right? We come into the world, or we're maybe we're not able to breathe yet. We're not able to see things yet. Our eyes haven't opened. What's left? Um, this is usually the first thing when we see when we're dating, when we're interacting with this external world, Um, this can reveal, this organ reveals everything about the inside of the body. If there's something wrong on the inside of the body, if there's something so right, we're going to see that reflected in this organ.
2: Now, I'm right about it's the only major organ of the body where every cell has the ability to sense, right?
3: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Ah, okay. And don't those sensations, don't those connections go to the pleasure center of the brain? Mm Mm-hmm. Ah. But we'll be talking more about the brain next week when I've got a brain expert coming in. We'll be talking about the brain connections, um, how the brain connects to uh, our ability to uh, have sexuality, to experience sexuality, to make all of those kinds of connections, so I won't trouble you to go into it too deeply. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, are people giving up? I haven't heard anybody <laughs> call in. See, we stumped them, Dr. Cindy. <laughs> we stumped them.
3: That okay? was the idea. <laughs>
2: it's the skin people. Your skin is your biggest sex organ. Every piece of it can have a sensual sexual response. Take advantage. And next week, Hot and Healthy Sex Radio, will be coming back with Susan McIntosh, who is a neurolinguistic programmer, an expert on the brain. And she and I will be discussing in more depth about how the brain starts to connect over a life cycle and forms you. You know, the size of the brain, as I understand it, I'm sure that uh, Dr. Susan will let us know for sure next week. But as I understand it, the brain really doesn't change size much, significantly. From the time that we are born, that we pass through that birth canal, until the time that we die. However it does become heavier. And it becomes heavier because of the complexity of the interconnections that the brain makes, the number, the complexity. And most of what you get to experience when you're thinking about sexuality, when you're dealing with sexuality, when you're involved in sexuality, has to do with the pleasure zone, dopamine, and oxymorphin, Isn't that how you say it, Dr. Cindy?
3: Oxymorphin or oxytocin, yeah.
2: Yeah, familiar. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to learn all about that next week. And over the rest of the time that I am here with you on Hot and Healthy Sex, we'll have other very interesting speakers like Dr. Cindy and Dr. Susan who will be joining us next week. And you just have to wait and see what they're all about. But I gave you a hint at the beginning of this letter. At the letter, listen to me. At the beginning of this show. <laughs> and I hope you picked up on it better than you picked up on the answer to this question. <laughs> so, Dr. Cindy, I'll see you in a few weeks.
3: All You're right. It was such a and- pleasure, Jenny. Good luck with your show, and congratulations.
2: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you soon.
3: Okay. Bye-bye now.
2: Take care. And this has been Jenny Friend. I'll see you next week with Susan McIntosh on Hot and Healthy Sex Radio.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week. Hot and Healthy Sex Radio with Jenny Friend can be heard live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an amazing week.
0: In your family, what is most important to you? Is it health? Relationships?